If you're looking on her vote and you can't see Yee because she orders all these packages to my house, that way she doesn't have to pay taxes. Whoa. Is that against the law? Maybe a little bit. No, they're gifts for you. Yeah, right. They're not gifts for me. But it takes you forever to bring them in sometimes. That's the only throw. That's the only issue. I get all these boxes. You'd be like, yo, you got to be home at uh, 3 o'clock on Friday because they're bringing a box. I'm like, uh. But they're used to leaving packages at your house. Yeah, they leave packages in the house. Right. So we're good. Mm -hmm. Uh, The problem with my house is that people steal stuff. You know, it's in Brooklyn and I don't have like a. It's just on on the brownstone steps. You can't just leave a package there. People steal stuff. I got to look at the cameras, see what time somebody stole something. So Yeah, I have a gate. So um, when they come through the gate, uh, if somebody wants to try to steal a package, they have to deal with Chuck Norris. Now, if you don't know who Chuck Norris is, that's my German Shepherd that is fully trained and will bite the ish out of somebody. So your packages are safe. That's not really who safe. Chuck Norris is, but that's who you're Chuck Norris. Yeah, that's my Chuck Norris. That's my, my dog. <laughs> That's my Chuck Norris. How was your weekend? What you do? Um, Weekend was good. Friday, I did a panel for my mom. My mom works for the New York City Transit Authority, and Uh they have this Black History Month series of panels, and they did Black Women in Business. And so I kicked off their series, and she was so excited. It was really fun. It was a sold-out event at her job, so it was great. I got to meet all her coworkers and people she sees every day. People were like, I've been working with your mom for 30 years. So that was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, What else did I do this weekend? Oh, I started my detox okay. from the detoxnow.com. Oh, so you on it? It's not the fast. It's just the regular detox. So okay. I can still eat. It's just a list of foods that I can eat. So that's happening. Today is day five Okay. For me. How's it going? I'm fine. It's good. It's, when I did it last time, it was a fast. So it was two weeks of no food at all, only water and coconut water. But this time I'm allowed to eat, so it's actually way better for me. So and then I went out to dinner with um, Ajua Styles, as Styles P's wife. Right. They're on marriage boot camp right now, and she has a book out, The Ethereal Hike. And I went out to dinner with her, but I had to go to like a vegan restaurant where I could only order specific things. Mm-hmm. So that was basically my weekend, just trying to avoid eating. Okay. What yeah. about you? I've been on that detox since uh, around Christmas time. Where I only eat certain foods. Every once in a while, I do break it, though, which I try not to do. And because of that, I'm, I think I'm down, like, 20 pounds. Wow, 20 pounds. But I, but I, still, I can't lose 20 pounds. No, nah, but I still eat. I'm still I'm still working out, and, and it feels good. I'm, I'm kind of weaning off of meat a lot. Oh, so you're a vegan. I'm not no, a vegan, no. I'm not, I'm not a vegan. Yesterday, I had McDonald's, but... What? You know what, what? I was taping a podcast with my wife, and it was late, and I was starving. And I looked for every healthy spot on El... Or El you could have got a salad at McDonald's. That just doesn't sound right. Could have got a salad. I had a grilled chicken, though, if that you, means anything. You could have still had just some fries or something like that. I did have fries and the grilled chicken. Don't they have um, Impossible Burgers or something like that there or Beyond? No, not, not the yet. one I went to. I had grilled chicken. I'm you know sorry. what? When I used to work for Wu-Tang, and a lot of them are vegetarian, they would order burgers without the meat. So they would get, like, the lettuce, the tomato, the dressing, the bread, but no meat. Mm. 
No, I didn't do that. I had a grilled he chicken yesterday. No. <laughs> it was with French fries. It was all bad. I felt bad after. And I tried to do like 100 push-ups after to make myself feel better, but it didn't. And, and it hasn't... You can't... Every now and then you fall off. Isn't yeah. It? And it hasn't come out yet. So sometime during the show, I'm sure it's going to come out. So just just be uh, aware of that. I just want to tell you that. And you know what? Give, give a round of applause to all the women out there. You know, I do a podcast with my wife and... I love getting ready, just, you know, just throwing some basketball shorts and a T-shirt and keep it moving. But my wife has to get ready, ready. She has to do her her, her facial regimen where she washes her face and puts her makeup on and does her hair and her nails and all that. And I'm like, basketball shorts and a wife, you know, let's keep it moving. You but, like uh, these new shoes that you ordered to your house? Aren't they cute? Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, sale, baby. Let's get the show cracking. Now, we have some <laughs> uh, special guests joining us this morning. They're called the Trap Queens. Oh, yes. That's the... Um, American Gangster Series. That's right. Jamila Davis, Aisha Hall, Ayanna Bean, and Deronda Hood will be joining us. So we'll kick it with them. There's a show on, I think it's on, like you said, BET, where mm-hmm. it's called Trap Queens, where they talk about what they did, how they got arrested, how they got caught, how they changed in their life. So we're going to kick it with those uh, women this morning. And then we got front page news. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about a man who was arrested outside the White House. What could he have done to have gotten arrested? All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee. Charlemagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning to Nori. Shout out to Nori. He's up right now. He's jogging. He said he has us on. So shout out to Noriega. Yeah, he's uh, he gets up before us. Yes, he does. He starts listening to the show before we're even on. <laughs> That's that is right. <laughs> hey Nori. Let's get in some front page news. Where we start? Uh, well, police arrested a man outside of the White House on Saturday. He said he was going to assassinate Donald Trump. He's from Brandon, Florida. His name is his name is Roger Hedgepath, 25 years old. He went up to a Secret Service police officer on patrol and he said, "I'm here to assassinate President." Donald Trump. He said he planned to do it with a knife. They did pat him down and confiscate the knife as well. So he is now in a hospital for a mental health evaluation where he'll yeah. be held until further notice. Yeah, he has some problems. I mean, there's no way that you're going to try to murder somebody and then tell the Secret Service and security, yeah, I'm going to murder him. That doesn't make any sense. He wanted so to go to jail. He wanted to go to jail. He has some problems, so hopefully right. he gets help. The FBI has just moved white supremacist terrorism to the same threat level as ISIS. Took them long enough to do that. Should have been did that. Right, so what they are saying, they did an, a hearing with the House Judiciary Committee and this hearing took place last week. They said that race-based terrorism is now considered a national threat priority, so it will get the same resources as international terrorism threats like ISIS. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so they said uh, domestic terrorists tend to be self-radicalized online. They choose easily accessible weapons, a car, a knife, a gun, maybe an IED. They can build crudely off the Internet, and then they choose soft targets. They said the threat is what we assess is the biggest threat to the homeland right now. Yeah, I think we're going to get to a place in the next couple of years where everything is going to have to be super secure. It's going to be metal detectors when you go into malls, metal detectors when you go on a train, when you go on the subway, when you go and take a bus. It has to be because, I mean, we have to be protected now. We just don't know now. All right, now there's a man who, I don't know if you saw the story over the weekend, he shot at two NYPD New York Police Department officers on Saturday and then he went into, into a precinct on Sunday morning and uh, tried to attack again. He's a 45-year-old Bronx resident, Robert Williams. They said two officers were shot, but they did survive. Mm-hmm. And these were targeted attempts to assassinate police officers. He said he hates cops, according to a law enforcement officer. Uh, he said right now he's being represented by a public defender. He'll be arraigned today. So I'm sure it's not going to go well for him. They said the first shooting took place Saturday night. He went up to two police officers sitting in a van and... 
One officer was wounded and is expected to survive. That officer will be released today. The second officer in the van was not hit. Then, yesterday morning, he walked into the 41st Precinct in the Bronx and opened fire at uniformed officers and a civilian employee. One male lieutenant who returned fire was shot in the arm. He's in stable condition. Yeah, and you know, thank God nothing happened. I mean, one, one bullet grazed the officer's chin and neck. And I'm sitting there like... What I, what I could never understand is why don't those police vehicles, why aren't they bulletproof? Why aren't the windows bulletproof, you know? And I, I, I don't know if he shot through the well, window yeah, or if no, he asked, I think he, he asked he was to ask for direction to, or, or whatever it may be. He was talking to the police officers. But those, those uh, vehicles aren't bulletproof. And I know they take a lot of money for taxes, and we should make sure that, the, that those police officers are protected if they're out and about for things like that. Now, this individual, he was locked up. He did 15 years already. And uh, I don't know if it was his mother or his grandmother was talking to the, I saw to the, her news, on the news. Yeah. And they were saying that you know he just looked dazed the last couple of the last couple of weeks. And they said that I believe his child was shot. And they just said he just looked off. He wasn't himself. So I don't know what happened, but you know, thank God he's off the streets though. Right. He was convicted in 2002 for attempted murder. He shot a person, carjacked a woman, crashed that car, and then entered into a gunfight with With police police, officers back in 2002. Yeah, so he's definitely off. Thank God he's off the streets, man. And and thank God none of those officers were killed. All right. And that is front page news. Where is Charlemagne? Uh, I think he just woke up. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Was he at the Oscars? No, nah, I don't think he was at the Oscars. And you know what was pretty cool? XFL. That's the new football league. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at it. I was watching it over the weekend, and it was pretty It was pretty entertaining. It was pretty good. It was a, an extension of the NFL to me. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was just more football to watch because around this time, the NBA goes. And once the NBA goes, it's just baseball. And if you're not a baseball fan, there's nothing to watch. So I wasn't too mad at the XFL. Okay. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent. Phone lines are wide open. Maybe you had a horrible weekend or a great weekend. Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Stephen from Jacksonville. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. I'm calling because I agree with Charlemagne last week. When you went there, every time you're not there, we were People's Choice Award. But how? You always tell us, send our request in, but we don't, we can't. You're not there. Oh, you, okay, sir. It's not the People's Choice Award. You're talking about the People's Choice Mix? I was like, you doing an award show? The <laughs> <laughs> People's Choice Mix. Why don't you let Ye get her chance? You get a Ye mix. Do the Ye mix. We can do a Ye mix. Sir, where do you work, sir? <laughs> uh, I work at a warehouse. A warehouse, okay. And when you're not in, do you... Tell your competition to come in. Competition? And, yeah, your competition, we're DJ co-workers. Yee. No, we're not. You DJ Yee. You got turntables and records. Do you tell we your are com- not competition. You tell your Evan, competition you do what you do. to fill in for you? He would love no, that. Yeah. It was, yeah. Y'all never <laughs> Thank give, you. Uh, y'all never do that for... Uh, don't get a day or rumors report because whenever he's not there and you do the rumors... Yeah. Sorry, I'll let you do rumors. Yeah, but I do... I'm horrible at rumors. You do the mix pretty good. I know. You know what? Forget you, sir. You have a good morning. I said I'm horrible. He said, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yeah. Hey, what's up, Trav? Hi, Trav. Hey, Hi, Trav. What's up, baby? How Abe? you living? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing good. What's up, Sean? He's what's not up, here. Sis? Oh, yo, look, look, at, look at him. He was doing good, too. You're showing up on time, yo. He just had to mess it up in the month of February. In Black History Month, he got to be a n- You stop it. <laughs> What's up, Trav? Listen, I want to talk about um, 
Y'all know it's, it's, it's uh, what, four days left to Valentine's Day. So I just want to, you know, be positive Ooh. and let you know if it's, if you're single, it's okay. You can still find somebody in four days. So, you know, get you a, get you a grinder, get you a jack, get you a plenty of fish, you know, get you a tender. There's somebody out there for you. Travis, Trav, you do not have to hurry up and go find somebody just because it's Valentine's Day, okay? (laughs) I mean, you ain't got to hurry up, but, you know, if you're single and you're feeling lonely and it's like your eighth year being lonely on Valentine's Day, it's it's not too late. Who you going to be with, Trav? Yes, sir. You say who I'm going to be with? I haven't picked yet. Wow. Okay, Trav. We got a plethora of guys out there. (laughs) What's up, Trav? (laughs) Hey, I want to... I saw you envy walking and strutting down the runway. I was like, okay, look at my... Look, like a little peacock, right? Don't look at me looking all fly and stuff. You know I used to model back in my day. Look at there we go. Though. What did you used to model for? Trav, you don't flirt with me, Trav. I'm what did a you mod- What did you model for? Huh? What did you model for? I ain't really model, but I just wanted I was to like, say why'd you say that? I just wanted to say that. I modeled back right, in my I day. One more thing? What's can up? I say one more thing before I let y'all go? Listen, right, this weekend, me and Beauty recorded a song, right, and... When I say it is popping, I surprise myself, yo. I look, he can rap a little bit. All right, I can't wait and to hear. No, listen, we know you can rap, Trav. I told you already. I'm dropping it on Friday. All right, y'all. Peace. Okay. Bye. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Charmaine. Hey, Charmaine. Good morning. Get it off your chest. I just wanted to talk about the... I just. I was listening, and I was listening to how the man that was who shot at the police officers Saturday and went into the precinct and shot at the police officers Sunday. Now, I'm not the type of person that say, you know, uh, two rights make a wrong, but I feel like... As a black person, I feel like that's their retaliation because at the end of the day, they don't care if we're walking up the street with bulletproof vests or bulletproof windows on when they're just aimlessly shooting at us. Now, you can't just randomly go shoot at cops because there's good cops out here, too. You yeah, can't not, do that. Yeah, Come all on. cops are not bad. There's, the black, there's good black people out here that just die because of black people, because, because of cops. And you know there's black cops also, right? Yeah, and I feel like they're trainers. I don't think that we should encourage people to just randomly go up and shoot at cops. Yeah, my whole thing no, was that. No, like I said, like I said, I don't. Two wrongs don't make a right, but I don't. I, in this instance, I don't feel like he's wrong. You, you don't, you don't feel think like he's the wrong? Guy was wrong for no. shooting up cops. So right. these cops that didn't do anything to him, that have families, that might be trying to do the right thing. You don't think that they're that's wrong to you randomly sound shoot? Dumb as shit. Where you this from? Sounds crazy. Where you from? Where you from? I'm from Detroit. You're from Detroit. So oh if something happens to you or somebody runs up in your house, who you calling? Not the police. I had people running my house before and the police never showed up. Did you call them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you sound dumb call, and stupid as hell. There are there are so, bad cops out there just like there are bad people out there, but there are some good cops out there that make sure they try to do what they can to help the people out there, that help the public, that make sure people are safe, that make sure people can go to school, can go to work. My father was a police officer. He's retired. He's not a bad cop. My uncle just retired. He's not a bad cop. And there's a lot of cops out there that do what's right. So I'm sorry you had a bad altercation with a police officer, but all police officers are not bad. And the fact that you say that the cop, that guy should have shot those cops, you sound dumb, stupid, and I would say some other disrespectful things, but I'm not going to go as low as you are. And but have a nice day. And speaking of Detroit, man, rest in peace to DJ Slick B. 
he was unfortunately, um, you know, he passed away over the weekend. He was assaulted. He was killed. He was, he was robbed. He, they yeah. tried to rob him for his jewelry. DJ Slick B is a DJ out in Detroit. Uh, every time I go out there, he's a good he's a good dude. He has two kids. Uh, we talk about so much. Talk about his family. He uh, DJs with me every time I come to Detroit. Somebody tried to rob him as he was leaving an event. Uh, shot him and killed him. Uh, shot the other person that was with him. Uh, a cowardly act. And I Byron, would just say, Byron I, Gilbert, rest in peace and condolences to your family, to your friends. Absolutely. And I and I would just say this, man. Like, let's really think. You robbed, you killed this brother over a chain? Like, the ch a chain. Let's say that chain was $10,000 or $20,000. You're going to get $5,000 if you try to resell it? A chain? You take that man's life, take him from his kids for a freaking chain? Like, I got no respect for people that do that. You rob that man, he, he's out here busting his ass, working hard, and you rob him over a freaking chain? Mm-hmm. All right, All right well, again, rest in peace. Get it off your chest. Uh, you got rumors on the way. I don't even know what to say no more. Because I, I, that, that really hurt my heart because he was such a Definitely. good dude. Definitely. He did told, my lip service live show. I just we did, told my wife. We like, did the New next, Year's and my birthday together. The next R&B live in Detroit, I wanted to bring my wife because I have such a good time. I'm like, he spins. He gets busy. He plays the Detroit music. He's a good DJ. He's an overall good person. Shout to uh, shout to his wife and, and his kids and everybody that was so close to him, Jay Neely and all of them, man. Definitely rest in peace and condolences again, man. You we got rumors on the way, Easy. Yes, we'll talk about the Oscars. They were on last night, and we'll give you some of the big winners and some of the big moments. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's a good Monday. You like when you order stuff online and it fits? Yeah, because you ordered a, a rack of this up here, huh? No, I ordered two pairs of shoes. They were on crazy sale, mm -hmm. and they fit, and they both are super cute. My goodness. Let's get to the rooms. Let's talk to Oscars. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. So the Oscars were on last night. I was watching, and I was like, how many of these movies have I seen, actually? I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that got nominated for, like, everything, and I saw Joker. I think that might be the only two. What was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Oh, and I saw Harriet. What was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? That was... It's kind of a nostalgic throwback to how Hollywood used to... Who? Yeah, Quentin Tarantino movie with Brad Pitt. I didn't like that movie. I thought it was trash. Leonardo... I watched it on the plane. I didn't know, like I it. I, I, I thought it was trash. I couldn't, I couldn't get through the whole movie. Joker was dope. I seen uh, The Irishman was nominated for a bunch of things. I, I saw The Irishman. Oh, yeah, I did see that, and I saw Harriet. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so let's talk about what happened. Chris Rock and Steve Martin started it off with their monologue because you know there was no host this year again. Correct. You want to play it? Monologue? You want her to do it for you? That was the way to throw it to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so many great directors nominated this year. I don't know, Chris. I, I, I thought there was something missing uh, from the list this year. Vaginas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cynthia Hervio is here tonight. Cynthia did such a great job in Harriet hiding black people that the Academy got her to hide all the black nominees. <laughs> is Eddie Murphy under the stage? Eddie, I loved you in Dolomite. Well, you know, think how much the Oscars have changed in the past 92 years. Uh, you know, in, back in 1929, there were no black acting nominees. And now in 2020, we got one. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing growth. 
<laughs> All right. So true. And I don't know if it's funny because it's so true. It is true. But Janelle Monet was on stage. Her performance was amazing. Got a standing ovation. And she talked about loving the fact that she was there honoring women and gay people. Tonight we celebrate all the amazing talent in this room. We celebrate all the women who directed phenomenal films. And I'm so proud to stand here as a black, queer artist telling stories. Happy Black History Month. There you go. Okay. Now here is part of her performance just so you guys can see why she got the standing ovation she did. Now, if you watch She's Harriet, built. and I know we have a flight today, Envy, you got to watch Harriet on the flight. So you can see Janelle Monet in that film. You're going to cry. Really? Part of her part. Because I know you like to cry during movies, too. I will. I definitely will cry during the movie. All right. Now, Matthew A. Cherry won for Hair Love for Best Animated Short Film. There were so many filmmakers that worked so hard on this, and it was a labor of love. And it was because we have a firm belief that representation matters deeply. I just want to say that Hair Love was done because we wanted to see more representation in animation. We wanted to normalize black hair. There's a very important issue that's out there, it's the Crown Act. And if we can help to get this passed in all 50 states, it will help stories like DeAndre Arnold's, who's our special guest tonight, stop to happen. This award is dedicated to Kobe Bryant. May we all have a second act as great as his was. Thank you. And Joaquin Phoenix won for Best Actor for Joker. I've been a scoundrel in my life. I've been selfish. I've been cruel at times, hard to work with, and ungrateful. But so many of you in this room have given me a second chance. And I think that's when we're at our best, when we support each other. Not when we cancel each other out for past mistakes, but when we help each other to grow, when we educate each other, when we guide each other towards redemption. That is the best of humanity. All right, and when it comes to fashion, Natalie Portman, she had a cape on, and she had all the female directors who weren't nominated this that, year. Yep. And that was on her cape. Also, if you saw Spike Lee, he had a custom-made tux that was honoring Kobe Bryant, the number 24 on the back and on the front also. Mm -hmm. So those are just some of the fashion statements that were made last night. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. You didn't talk about Eminem performing? Oh, yeah, Eminem performed. He did Lose Yourself. Yeah. A lot of people were like, why is Eminem performing? But, you know, he was nominated for that, and I think he didn't show up for that particular Oscars and that was what back in 2003 I want right. to say they said it was a surprise performance nobody knew who he was coming out and I heard he, yeah, I heard I he killed it yeah, yeah I heard he killed it it was dope and they was going crazy in the audience what I loved about that performance too it was funny because it's not like there was a lot of black people at the Oscars but while Eminem was performing they kept showing every black person in the audience <laughs> <laughs> reaction my goodness but people were going crazy in their seats alright alright well that is your rumor report now we got front page news next what are we talking about yes and I don't know if you had a chance to see this but the last Democratic debate before the New Hampshire primary happened on Friday and we'll tell you what person killed it and we haven't really given this person much light okay we'll get into that next keep it locked it's the Breakfast Club good morning morning everybody it's DJ N V Angela Yee Charlamagne the Guy we are the Breakfast Club good morning let's get in some front page news I just want to tell you guys, I don't know if you watch the XFL League. 
but it was the first week of the XFL games, and I'm not mad. I really enjoyed it. It's really, the rules are a little different. The shot clock, well, I said the shot clock. The uh, the clock goes a little faster. Uh, you can do a, a, a three-point conversion play, right? It, it was pretty It was pretty entertaining. I, I, I'm not mad at it. The XFL, I'm definitely not mad at it. It's giving players an opportunity. If you don't make it to the league, you can still get some money, possibly still get endorsements, and possibly make it into the league. So if you get an opportunity, check out the XFL. I wasn't mad at it at all. What else are we talking about, Yee? Uh, well, let's talk about the last Democratic debate before the New Hampshire primary. And, you know... We were looking for somebody to stand out, and I think this time was the first time people were really having this conversation about Amy Klobuchar. Now, as you all know, Joe Biden's been having some issues. Uh, He came in pretty much last uh, in the previous debate, so here is what he had to say now. I have some portion of all of the constituencies that make up this party. I think I'm more ready to be able to defeat Donald Trump and, equally importantly, elect a Democratic Senate. All right. So uh, in addition to that, like I said, Amy Klobuchar was really the one standout. Now, what she did was she portrayed herself as somebody who is not a longtime establishment person like Joe Biden, Mm -hmm. but also not a newcomer. So she does have some experience, unlike some of the other candidates that were on the stage. And uh, here is Amy Klobuchar. And she actually was trying to raise some money. And after this debate, she hit her $1 million mark, surpassed that. So now she's aiming for $2 million because a lot of people felt like she really shined during this. I can't stand the big money in politics. Um, And one of my major focuses is going to be on passing that constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United. I didn't come from money. And I just simply think people don't look at the guy in the White House and say, can we get someone richer? They want to have someone that they can understand. And you know my background. My grandpa was an iron ore miner. He worked 1,500 feet underground in the mines his whole life. He couldn't even graduate from high school because he had to raise his nine brothers and sisters. My grandpa saved money in a coffee can to send my dad to a two-year community college. So I think she's really like that. portraying like that. herself as relatable now. She is. Also somebody with some experience. She talks about the amount of policies that she's gotten passed and all of that. I think she did well. I've seen the highlights, and I think she did very well from what I've seen. Something about Joe Biden I just don't trust. Well, I, you're and not I, the only one. I don't know what it is. Every time he talks, he just seems more and more like a car salesman. Like he's telling me this car is new, but I know it's used. He told me it's never been driven, but it has 10,000 miles on it. He's telling me that the radio works, but I know it doesn't work. Like something about him I just don't trust. All right, so who do you like now? I don't know yet. I, I really don't know. I, I I don't know. This is this is a tough one. This is this is a hard decision, but I know something about Joe Biden doesn't make me trust him. Maybe the fact that he didn't want to come up here, he said he'll send his surrogate, and I thought that was weird. You don't want to talk to the people. You want to send your person to talk to the people? Like, that doesn't make sense. Well, the latest New Hampshire poll that was released shortly after the debate showed that Buttigieg and Sanders are still leading, but that Pete Buttigieg appears to be on the rise while Sanders is holding steady. So we'll keep you updated. And Bloom, and Bloom Beto, Bloomberg, the thing with him, he just seems like he's throwing money everywhere. You look on TV, there's all type of commercials. I've seen commercials during the Oscars. I've seen commercials during he's the Super Bowl. He's got the money. He's got the bread. He's just throwing money all over the place. So, But is he in touch with the whole grassroots aspect of it, with going and talking to people and people knowing his story and actually Hell feeling like... Oh no. Right. That's the issue. We don't know how Bloombito got that con- money. Con- well, we know is he talks a little Spanish, and that's all we know. And his Spanish is... is Better than mine, but it's I was going to say, yeah, I don't know if you're the one to be commenting on that. You're right. See, you're right. 
All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Now, uh, Charlemagne is out. Uh, I guess he's not making it in today. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you want to give somebody donkey of the day, you can. Phone lines are wide open. 800-585-1051. Whoever you want to give donkey to, your mama, your baby daddy, uh, it doesn't matter who it is. 800-585-1051. And when we come back, the trap queens will be in the building. Yes. the new series, American Gangster on BET. It's back. And we're going to kick it with Jamila Davis. This time Davis. it's focused on the women. That's right. Aisha Hall, Aina, uh, Ayana Bean, and Delronda Hood. Now, these women, they got it in. All yes. across the board. Whether they was, it was making money, millions. Yeah, scamming. Uh, well, we'll let them explain their story when we come back. So don't move. 50. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Yes, indeed. We have Jamila Davis, Aisha Hall, Ayana Bean, and Delronda Hood. Why did you do that accent? <laughs> <laughs> sound, like, sound like Delronda Hood. Delronda. <laughs> and I refuse to call y'all the trap queens, because that's not who y'all are. That's just to show y'all. Right, yeah, that's that's right. Yes. Absolutely. Now, let's start with Jamila Davis. Now, um, you guys are on a new show. Of course, you just said trap queens. Now, what is your story American for people that don't know? Um, so, basically, I was convicted for bank fraud. I was sentenced to 12 and a half years in federal prison, and I used to do the credit back in the days, get people their cars and stuff like that, and homes, and that landed me a crazy sentence. And the crazy part is it back, day, I, back then, I probably spent, because it was expensive back then, mm-hmm. like a couple grand to get your credit fixed, and yes. I definitely gave somebody... <laughs> On Linden Boulevard. <laughs> Some Don't do that to me, Listen, I'm, I already told you, Mila, I'm not going to name no names, but somebody definitely got a card from her and had that sent in my name, with my well, his name to my address, and they was calling me every morning because they defaulted on that loan. I'm just saying, you know, we, you know, we both from Queens, and I gave, I gave somebody yeah. some money. She touched a lot of people. So you got locked up for doing the right thing, for basically helping people? Nah, I got you locked, locked up for yeah. being the Robin Hood of the hood, for yeah. instance. Take so, from the rich to give back to the poor. Yeah, basically showing people ways to move around the system to get the things that they want and mm-hmm. that got me jammed up because mm-hmm. I didn't do it the right way. Now, and also, this- once people couldn't make those payments, like you could get into a car, you could get into a home, but if they can't make the payments after that, they're going to take it back, right? Now, yeah. Well, what did you do with real estate? They said you own a bunch of homes or, or you, was, you was scamming some <laughs> people. And we're about to try this now. I'm just scamming this morning. I'm just scamming this morning. Everybody starts somewhere. So I had um, I had about twelve properties between Alpine and Saddle River. But uh, that's the most expensive areas in New Jersey. Yeah. So I was bringing rappers and ball players over to Alpine. This was before everybody got there. So before Diddy got there, before Mary got there, Jamila was there. Right. And I was just basically enlightening my people to a better lifestyle, a better way Which of life. Which is great, but but where's the but? <laughs> however, we're however. not going to do but. But we'll do however. <laughs> however, I did it the wrong way. So right. the key to the, the moral to the story is shortcuts will lead you to the long, wrong route. Had I taken my time and showed people how to do things the right way, then there would have been some longevity. Well, imagine, too. what's the white way to do it? Because I mean, there's got to be well, right, right way. way. Same difference. <laughs> but there's got to be a right way that white people are doing it that they're not getting locked up for it. It's got to nah, be. It's, it's real. I mean, it's just programs. So when you have, when you learn banking, you have to find the right programs that match people so that you don't commit fraud. So if you could fully disclose to them, like, this is what it is, and they accept it on the terms that it's supposed to be, they can't, they can't grab you. So I laid a 
learned that there are programs like stated income mm -hmm. and there are programs for people who make a lot of money and can't necessarily show it. So there was other ways to properly structure deals. But I didn't know. So I was a chick from the hood that figured out a couple things and I threw a couple things up against the wall and it stuck. So but what's interesting is that you actually, at first when you was doing everything with the cars, you only got, what, probation? Yes. So, But then after that, that little slap on the wrist, you said, <laughs> okay, Angela, we... You, yeah, you, you, you giving it to me. But yeah, I thought basically, now let me reroute, let me try to do this another way and I got jammed up. So yeah, you right. So does the slap still, on the wrist wasn't really enough. Does that still work today? Because now, Envy, tell me how this works, right? Mm -hmm. You get somebody to appraise a house mm -hmm. for more than what it's worth <laughs> and then you get that check cut mm -hmm. for what, you get the mortgage for what it was appraised for. Well, Jamila and them effed up the game. I don't know if you ever, I don't so, know. What? Now because, this doesn't work. Because, because of Jamila and them, now it doesn't even matter because the bank actually has to send out their own appraiser. So it's uh, nothing that you can do anyway. So it, like when I get my house appraised, the bank sends out their own uh, appraiser a lot of the times. Okay, but well, let me help you though. No, so no you're not helping me, Jamila. My property <laughs> is actually appraised Jamila, for the you're house. you're not helping me. Hold on one second. But hold on, hold on. Let's just be fair here. Uh -oh. The properties that I got did really appraise for the amount. I got like short sales and I got people who were in distress. So there were properties that actually appraised. Right. It wasn't that I fudged the appraisals. I fudged the income. Oh. So the properties were actually worth what they were worth. Okay, got it. But let's talk about today. Today, I'm not committing any fraud. There you go. I'm right. getting to the bag legitimately nah, and getting those hey, things hey, the hey, right hey. way. But let me ask you a question. Do they allow you back into that game? Because you know the game. I, I know the game. You know the game, but do they allow you to go back? But you know they... what? They blocked me mm. for a period okay. from the game, but then I learned another game. And that's the thing about us is when you have a mind mm -hmm. and right. you work your mind, you can be in this industry, that industry. Right. It doesn't matter what industry you put me in. If I figure out the industry, I am going to rock. Black people are the only group of people that are that, are that fluid. We're the mm. only people that are that versatile. We could be in the hood. We could be in Hollywood. We can make it happen anywhere. That's All right. Now, Del Ronda, let's get to you. Let's, let's go through everybody's crimes. <laughs> you, from Ronda, you from the east side? Del Ronda. I'm from the uh, east side of Detroit. Yeah. Okay. And so let's get into your American Gangster episode mm -hmm. and what it is that, uh, that you were doing as you was running with uh, BMF and everything. Well... That ain't the only crew I ran with, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I ran with a couple crew. I'm pretty good with dealing with men. Big you know? 50. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm the go-to girl, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, I also was a madam, you know. I did, um, I frauded the government. We would go to the hood, you know, um, to the projects. Mm -hmm. And I would get girls that was, you know, didn't really have any money. And I would do taxes for them. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any job. I created jobs, you know, and we do taxes for them and give them a couple thousand dollars and that wasn't a lot of money but to them it was a lot of money. Right. Right. You don't have it and you say here's $2,500. Well, that's a lot. What happened was um, I think I did maybe two, three hundred people within three weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sheesh. And uh, I was doing 70000 a day. Okay. Did they ever try to barter with you when well, you were like Well, here. someone got caught at Jackson Hewitt, you know, and uh, um, they told that me and an Armenian friend of mine had a uh, we were the ones that had, you know, honchos of running this scam. One day I knew something was going on because I could see them sitting down the street from the house. And so I went and knocked on the bitch. Go ahead, <laughs> Speak freely. Speak freely. Speak freely. Speak freely. Speak freely. bitch window and said, you might as well come on the f*** in. Because I'm sick of you sitting around my house. That's right. So they came inside? So then she said, okay, I got you. The next day, they kicked in the f***ing door. And uh, they, I was like, I got to pee. She was like, you got to pee? I said, take me to the bathroom. 
And then so she proceeded to take me to the bathroom. I said, bitch, I'm by myself. You know? <laughs> so, you know, it's just, you know, now, you know, things has changed for mm -hmm. me. You know, I did a lot of things. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I did a couple prison bits, you know? And me, I like the action. Right. You know, I like the action. What you mean you like the action? I, I, what, what I'm saying is the kind of action I like is getting away. And the feds hates me. Right. What's the longest scratch you did? Like three years. Okay. You know, so a friend of mine, uh, the Armenian friend of mine, she got killed. She got murdered. So I had to take her debt. So that's the way it was set up with the, the fraud, the Incatex fraud. Mm -hmm. So I got her restitution, which that I I don't have any money. Now you said that you would always. <laughs> <laughs> you said you would always plea out every time you got charged. Oh yeah, because see take, me, my name is you know I go to my my lawyer. See, I don't like them play no fucking games with me, and I end up throwing bleach in a bitch and beating her in the head with a hammer. So the fed, they put, the fed agent? Uh, no, oh, another, another woman. bitch. And, uh, oh. <laughs> They, uh, she, she <laughs> the story just jumped from one to the other. Is all of this going to be on the show? Yeah, yes. you got to watch the show. You're giving them too much now. You yeah. got to watch the no, show. No, but you know what? I'm going to say with Joe Ryan. Yours started off with you talking about pulling a girl's eye out. Oh, yeah. I was a kid, like 12 or 13. All right, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, we'll get more into that when we come back. We have the Trap Queens in the building. Jamila Davis, Aisha Hall, Aina Bean, and Doranda Hood. All right, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You know I ain't come to play this TV up, snapping off the rip. Yo, say I'm a favorite. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Trap Queens, American Gangsta, series on BET, Jamila Davis, Aisha Hall, Aina Bean, and Delronda Hood. So wait, you took a girl's eye out at 13? You know, we were young and east side. You know, we look poverty stricken and shit. So what you pull an eye out with? So, with a goddamn stick. Okay. And took it on the grandma. You took that eye for an eye uh, thing too literally. You huh? know what? So you what know, did your grandmother say when you came home with this eyeball on the I stick? I had it behind my back, and I, it was blood what? on the front of what me. What was you gonna do with said, that? What was you doing with it? I don't know. I just wanted to take it home, you know, because I was scared about this. Why time. did you do it? What was because, the reason? Because we were young, and um, you know, we had a little. We trust her with the little money that we make, you know, selling Kool Aid and lemonade and stuff and you know we wanted to get some little gym shoes you know and when she came back with the gym shoes on and her little dress I said well bitch well you you know I had a bounce for me all the neighbors didn't want to take me anywhere so I'm like where you get that from but the money we raised I just went crazy so everybody got to pushing around I just said let's end it I just picked up the stick and you know don't play with so, her money. You know, okay. Why you just ain't take her yeah. shoes? Yeah, well, take her jacket. <laughs> <laughs> like, take her jacket. <laughs> <laughs> you take her but you know what, though, Charlamagne, on some real <laughs> I'm remorseful for that because mm -hmm. that girl, and when I went to prison, you know, when we grow up and got older, she came to my grandmother's house looking for me because she has a glass eye. My parents are oh, million with broke. You know, she was a pretty girl, mm -hmm. light-skinned girl with green eyes, so she felt a little different, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She felt a little different, and she wanted to know why, you know, because she's on drugs, she lives in Indiana now, and she just wanted to know why, like, you know? You traumatized that poor girl. Yeah, wow. up, Lord you know? have mercy. Sorry, Goodness though. gracious. Um, you know? All right. Well, Aisha. <laughs> <laughs> Aisha, what's, what's your story? Uh, well, you didn't pull out nobody out, did you? No, I didn't pull out nobody. No tooth, no fingernails. No, no, no. All right. Jeez. No. No. <laughs> so I went to prison. I was sentenced to ten and a half years. Mm -hmm. um, I had a company, Apogee Financial, and um, we did the proof of funds for people that were getting involved in trading platforms, trading commodities. 
you know, diamond, gold, mm-hmm. um, oil, natural gas, things of that nature. I found an issue. People weren't qualifying. So even if they came in with the money, they had to have a net worth of 20 million, 50 million, 100 million, and a lot of people didn't have that net worth. So what I did was I started linking them with people who did have that net worth, hedge, hedge fund managers, mm-hmm. um, just people who had large amount of capital. And um, I would, you know, do like an acquisition. So I would put them with that client. And then they looked like they were worth the 100 million, the, mm. the 50 million. So now they could go in and spend their own money. Right. Because, you know, the money, the system is like a, a triangle, mm-hmm. a very small space at the top. And if you're not in that bracket, you won't qualify for a lot of financial tra- transactions that are on a very high scale, which obviously, you know, it pushes black and brown people out. Because right. it, even if you were to make a million dollars tomorrow, you wouldn't qualify. Even if you want to spend 100000 you have plenty of money, but they don't let you in. Right. So initially, I was doing that while I was doing the mergers, but it takes some time. So eventually, some clients was like, I'm missing out on the trading platforms because it takes too long to do that. So I need it today. So obviously, if they need it the same day, I can't do it the proper way. So I was like, okay. There's like, I got 200 grand for you. I got 300 grand for you. So I was able to change the documents, put their names and the amounts I changed so that they could get into the trade. So I was basically guilty of forging documents. Mm -hmm. Um, My company made about uh, $10 million uh, in a very short time, in in less than a year, about 10 months. And I was eventually, you know, caught and sentenced to 10 and a half years. 10 and a half years. Why did you get so much time? (laughs) But, you know, in like drug cases, you know, your time is connected to the weight. Mm-hmm. So in white collar cases, your time is connected to the money. I think really made them upset is when 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 I first was approached by the feds, it was a civil case. And then they took all my money. So I sat, you know, at the table, as you'll see on the show, with my team. And I'm like, we got to do something else. So I started buying the actual gold in Africa. I was broke. I was down to nothing. Sent my guys to Africa, you know. In another six weeks, we were back in the millions again. You know, started buying gold. You buy a kilo of gold back then was ten, eleven thousand from Sierra Leone, and I was flipping it right here in New York. You know, um, so what's for, illegal about that? That wasn't illegal. Okay, but it made them mad because they took all my money and they wanted me to just be done. But so after, isn't that the goal they, though to find something legitimate to do after you get caught doing something? Yeah, but I you was, know, you, you, that's 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 the actual part of it. But the emotional part, the the racist part. Mm-hmm. And the sexist part is that I'm a black female. You know, I'm working with people on Wall Street. I created this business model. Right. You know, I come in with a black team. We're making millions of dollars every month. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think that they felt like I was out of my place. And when mm-hmm. I was sentenced, you know, I'm going to tell you something really crazy. I was on a bus going from um, court. They remanded me, and I was going to MDC Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And while I'm on the bus going to... NDC Brooklyn, the U.S. Marshals bus gets pulled over. I'm in the cage. I'm the only girl on the bus. It's all the men on there. And I'm in the cage, and the bus gets pulled over. Like, who's pulling over the U.S. Marshals bus? It's the Secret Service. They pull over the bus, they get on the bus, and they ask for me. So now I'm shook. I'm like, I'm already going to, to right. prison. What do they want? So they come on the bus, and they, they, they get me off to put me in the car with them. Still going to MDC just to talk like, oh, you just had to go to Africa. I didn't go personally, but they knew I sent my team. Oh, you know, you, you just had to go. You just couldn't sit down. That's why we charged you criminally. Mm. And you ain't the boss lady no more. I'll never forget wow. those wow. those words. That's what he said. It was, you know. They try, They probably tried to break your spirit. And they probably tried That's to break you do. mentally. Because right. if you can do that, if you can build a business from the street and get $10 million, then have a wherewithal to go get gold from Africa and flip that, mm-hmm. you're a different type of person. Facts. You yes, know facts. what I'm saying? Like, That's how... <laughs> 
we linked, you know, me and Jamila linked because when we got to prison, it's like when you are a boss, it doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what they do to you. Mm. It's a mindset. That's right. So when we got yeah. into prison, we was linked because she wrote books. I wrote books. I published 10 books. She published more than 10 books. And we linked. And then I wrote, I started getting back into my music, writing my music. And, you know, people just started recognizing us from the street. Yeah, you know? but we also noticed the discrepancies in our case as far as the time we got. Right. So, like, we got more time than any of the cats on Wall Street. So I got 12 and a half years, she got 10 and a half years, and we looked at our stories and the amount of money that we was able to make and the things we were doing, it was just, like, crazy right. to see the discrepancies. And on my sentence in Jay, the judge basically told me, how dare you? you know, go into Alpine and Saddle River. Why you didn't go into East Orange and Newark? Whoa. So he basically yeah. made a distinction like, okay, so because you ain't playing the hood and you want to play in my area, this is what I'm going to do. And Chris Christie was my U.S. attorney. I told you guys that. Mm -hmm. And on my sentencing day, he said justice has been served in America because I got all the time and the white boys got none. How dare that you black crazy. people do white collar nah, crimes? Y'all know better I, I, than that. All of us. <laughs> that is crazy. As much as you look at crime, I learned that in prison, you know, it's not about the crime. A lot of people are intelligent, and intelligent people sometimes have a problem with waiting mm -hmm. because you can find faster ways to do things. Mm -hmm. And a lot of ways that people mm -hmm. are looked at as being criminal, they're not. They're just so smart. I don't want to wait. All this red tape, right, I, I can right. do this faster. Or how can I get around this? It's not like you want to harm people. Right. It's just that you want to get it yeah, done. Exactly. And yeah. that's what I'm still learning because I'm like, I'm out here, I'm just like, I'm ready to get to it, you know? But we, we, we doing the best that we can. All right, we got more with Jamila Davis, Aisha Hall, Laina Bean, Del Rondo, Hood. Of course, they're the Trap Queens. American Gangster, which is a series on BET. We'll kick it with them some more when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with the Trap Queens. American Gangsta, a series on BET. Jamila Davis, Aisha Hall, Aina Bean, and Delronda Hood. All right, now, Ayana, what's your crime? My crime is I was a financial aid advisor. Mm -hmm. um, so I have two different sentences that I had. So I committed the crime in two different ways. The first time that this happened to me, what I did was um, my position was that um, at a time where colleges and banks were trying to get you to refinance your fund, refinance your student loans um, early. So basically you lose your grace period and you already start to begin to pay back your, your student loans. So what the banks do is they send the funds to the school. So you get one big check to the school and then, you know, now the, the student is paying that particular bank. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I, um, in my position, I was supposed to deposit those funds and I did, but I didn't deposit them to the school. So I kept those funds. Okay. Those are the refund checks? Not the or refund check. No, no, no. These are these are refinance. Re refinance, okay. yes. So it was checks from the banks mm -hmm. that would come um, to, to replenish the students. How much money? Oh, well, the first time they said uh, a quarter of a million dollars the first time. That's what they said. So that, yeah. that was a lie. So that was the first... Well, I'm not going to say that it was a lie, but... And what about the second time? <laughs> the second time, um, I, don't, I don't really know the dollar amount. Probably like... 80-something thousand. Um, that's and, and these cases are 10 years apart. Right. How much did time you, did you get? I'm sorry. How much time did you get? The, um, the first time, I, I got a light light term. So, I, I mean, I didn't experience what these ladies experienced. I think that I really, you know, got a light sentence my first time. I did. I was sentenced to six months and three years probation. Um, so that was my first my and Then you first went time. back to it after getting six months? 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> did you have to pay the money back, though? Um, the first time, I didn't have restitution, but the second time, I did. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Did you think during that time while you were doing it that you would eventually get caught? You know that something can happen. Right. But you're not letting that stop you because you're on this roll and it, it's working. 
So I think more so than if something's not going to work and you feel it right away, then you're like, no, I'm not doing that no more. But you didn't get that feeling. I didn't get that feeling a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) If if y'all would have had the same resources and opportunities Mm, that a lot of these white folks had, y'all would have been billionaires. Mm -hmm. You know, heads of some Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's important when I talk about this to people, I always let it be known that, you know, a lot of our great-grandmothers, some grandmothers couldn't read, couldn't write. We were so limited in having access to business. You know, our parents really pushed us, go to college, go to college. College is a business. You know, there is very limited um, information to us about businesses. We run through communities and nobody grows up and says, I want to own a grocery store. But we were out of the banking system, you know, and that's important. And we were out of the legal system. So the two things that really control society, media, um, you know, um, banks, which is the most important thing. We we don't own any banks. We got mm-hmm. like one bank, the Carver Bank, I think. I don't know any other blacks. Oh, on this okay. One United. One United. 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 But, you know, the big major banks, because I was in trading, there's it's, it's, it's no blacks. Are yeah, and, then, you know, and like you said, with, those, with, with the black banks, they can't lend but, but a certain amount of money. Right, right. You know what right. I mean? So, right. if you want so to invest, how can you get ahead uh, other than making... But I feel cut. like getting ahead now is what I'm doing now with Yandy Smith is my partner. So, we're in these schools and we're empowering kids to become entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And we're empowering adults and families to do the same thing. So, giving them the information, helping them become vendors. So, we have a partnership now with the city of Newark and we're working closely in a lot of the schools there. We're working in the community centers and giving people information that's life-changing, <laughs> you yes. know? And I feel like that's what is necessary. Yeah. Hello, y'all. Mm-hmm. Home. Like, two years. Two, yeah, two and a half for me. When y'all told me y'all was locked up with Ada, I'm like, Ada was just locked up. Yes. When y'all yes, was locked up with Ada. Yes. Wow. Ada. We, we actually lived in the same unit. We was like this. Really? You know, we lived in the same unit. And um, we used to put, I used to put on prison plays. So what I is tried prison to- plays? Oh, prison plays. Play, yes. oh, yeah, so she's a screenwriter too. Dope right. ass screenwriter, by the way. Thank you. So I used to put on plays because you know it's different for women in prison. Women mm-hmm. have children, mm-hmm. and the men don't hold us down. It's nobody there. Your mom, your grandma, and if you're lucky, your dad. Mm-hmm. You know, but your man ain't there. Even if you was dating a stud, studs don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times they start dating a stud after the after the bed. <laughs> the studs end up having mad girlfriends on a compound, and that's a whole nother story. <laughs> And I think that was the most fun we had in that person. <laughs> yeah. She was funny as hell. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Martha, she, was a Martha was a gangster. <laughs> <laughs> Martha was burning, burning ass up. <laughs> Bernie, Bernie was scared of Martha. Martha was scared of nobody in that moment. Bernie! This is this, this a DC bitch. You know, DC. <laughs> <laughs> she used to fight Bernie? Yeah, no, Bernie always wanted to kick her ass and she'd be, come on, bitch. You know, Martha Martha what? Big ass feet. See, this is a story. Martha they ain't tell, ass feet, they ain't tell that story. And Martha had big ass feet, but she had an argument. She didn't give a <laughs> She was scared. You know what I'm saying? She asked a question, hey, what you in here for? Martha, what the f you in here for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She want to write her book on us, bitch. We want to write one on you. Yeah. Do y'all keep in touch you now? Know? No, nah, she didn't f with us. She f with her land ass. You know, I lied to her like, bitch, I'm going to be your bodyguard. You know, just give me a million. <laughs> Slap me something in my account, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's important that um, when they're telling the stories that people don't come home with stories from prison. Like, it, it's nothing nice. So when I hear people talk about, oh, well, I'm doing X, Y, or Z, and it's a small sentence, oh, I didn't get that much time. It's like, well, do you realize that you may never make it home? You could you could not make it home That's after true. being right. there for five minutes. Right. You it, could also get in there and 
catch another case and then you will not make it home so I mean it's it's definitely nothing to there's nothing that any one of us did I believe that they feel that it's worth the time um, that it took to take away once you're there you're there definitely wasn't worth my 10 years Right. And, everybody's and everybody's telling. Yeah. I just want to address that. I, I have a real big problem with snitches. Like, yeah, right. you know, a real big problem. I feel like when you take a risk, you take that risk and you own that risk. Mm-hmm. All of this right now, this culture, I can't get with it. Mm-hmm. I came home and yeah. I'm like... And you're not going to write for Takashi? Because you're a writer. You're not going to write for Takashi? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. And then but what if people, people are threatening your family? Like, let's say you're not cool anymore and then they're threatening you and they're doing stuff to you. I'm Does not that telling. mean you still? What if they tell them... Under no circumstances. There's asking. a code, though. There's yeah. a code. So, like, <laughs> when you sign up for the code, you got to follow the code. You can't switch the code <laughs> no, in the middle right. of the game. Yeah, it's right. like a contract. You have to obey by the terms of the contract. Mm-hmm. So why you think in a street game you can switch the code up? And there's no consequences <laughs> for snitches no more. Nah, nah, it's, it's not. not. It's not. But, you know, you can't make your moves based on consequences. Your moves have to come from principles. That's why my music is so important to me because I feel like... Like right now, as a female, I'm not naked. I'm not showing my butt, you know, and have my ass all out and all of that. I really, like, I rap rap. And I wanted to be able to do that because there's no lane. So let me hear you spit something real fast. Let me see. Um... I'm superhuman with it. I'm the source in it. Acting like you bought it cash when it's all rented. I don't get offended. I just go out and I spend it. My bank account six. Wait. Nah, seven digits. I'm cool and I'm rigid. Too legit to quit it. Admit it, my tailor. Keep me custom fitted. I'm feeling so good. Like I just gotta quit it. The story's so big that Miller had to print it. Go slow. It's been a minute. I'm still the boss. Handle my business. Don't interrupt me. Just wait till I finish. And since I was six, they said I was a genius. The light on me shining could never diminish. I'm going hard and let God be my witness. Looked in the mirror, see God in the image. I pray to myself, I guess I'm schizophrenic. Uh. Everybody give your social media too so people can hit y'all up. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, um Big Fifty Three One Three and the Real Big Fifty. That's I G and Anna Nicole on Facebook. Okay. No, that's not um, I'm at the real Aisha Hall, A I S H A Hall. That's on Instagram, Aisha Hall on Facebook. Aisha Hall, YouTube, uh, on Amazon. Look for my books, Aisha Hall. It's easy to find me. It's your girl, Jamila T. Davis, and it's simple. It's Jamila T. Davis. That's J-A-M-I-L-A-T. Davis, hit me up, and it's going down. All right. Well, mine is Miss M-S dot Y-A-N-A. B-E-A-N. So that's Miss Dot Yana Bean. And that's the best way on Instagram to get me on social media to follow the new things that I'm doing, advocating for formerly incarcerated women, um, book coming out soon, and hanging out with these ladies right here. And I also do a podcast. Okay. Vent Radio. I'm coming. I will thank you for joining us when we come back. Rumor Report is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. And I'm now. Ooh, ooh. I put the new 4Gs on the Jeep. My mom was like, what a 4Gs? <laughs> I don't know what that is either. The rims. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nicki Minaj. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Well, as you know, Nicki Minaj has a new song out, Yikes, and she talks about why she put it out. She said, I was playing a snippet for my crazy fans, and they made me put it out. They are bullies. I only had one verse done. The label bullied me, too. She said, I've been bullied. In addition, today is a big day because Queen Radio is back. She posted Queen Radio, first episode of the decade, at 3 p.m. Keep hashtag Yikes out now in your tweets to win stuff. So today at 3 p.m., you'll be able to hear Nicki Minaj on Queen Radio. Okay, I'm sure everybody will be tuned in, and I'm sure Nicki will give us a lot of sound bites because Nikki usually bites back at people that uh, 
bothers her. So it should mm. be very interesting. All right. Now let's talk about power. Did y'all watch the finale yesterday to find out who killed Ghost? Nah, I haven't. I haven't seen it yet. So if don't don't say I watched it. it. Don't say it. You know, it. I don't always f- watch it earlier in the day because I already know nighttime is, and I just can't wait. So I actually hit up Notori while I was watching it and I said, man, that might give it away. I'm not going to tell you what I said. Yeah, please don't. But there's a scene where she has to um, take her wig off. And I said, girl, you look cute with cornrows. <laughs> so, yeah. I want to see it now. Now, now they just said because of that. I know. I just want to see the show, the last show. My my parent when my parents called me and said, "Hey, are you around fifty right now?" And I was. I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Just ask him who shot goes." I'm like, "Dad, I'm not asking him that." Watch on Sunday. So I haven't seen it yet because I was sleeping, but uh, I can't wait to see it today. Well, there's three. Well, no, there's four more power spinoffs that are coming to you soon. Four. Now you know. Yes. There's the Power Book 2, and that is Ghost. Mm-hmm. And as y'all have already seen, Mary J. Blige and Method Man have been cast in that. They said that could come out as early as June of 2020, according to 50 Cent. Yeah, they've been shooting that already. Now, there's also Power Book, Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. It's a prequel story set in the 90s that explores the early years of Canaan. Uh-huh. Of course, you know, that's 50 Cent's character. Then there is Power Book 4, Influence Lorenz Tate. And that is going to follow Rashad Tate. And that's him with his ruthless pursuit of power. Then there's the fifth series, Force. That's going to revolve around Tommy. Tommy Egan, Joseph Sikora's character, as he cuts ties and puts New York in his rearview mirror for good. That's so. a lot of power episodes. I wonder how do they how do they do that? Do they all come out in June, or is it one comes out in June, one comes out in, in December, one comes out in July? Because that's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of shows. Yeah. So listen, these actors are working. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they will continue to work. All right. I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now Charlemagne is out, so Donkey Today is up next. If you want to give somebody Donkey of the Day, eight hundred. 585-1051. Let me know who you want to give Donkey of the Day to. Phone lines are wide open. You can give them to whoever you want. Your mama, your daddy, your grandmama, Donald Trump, uh, whoever you want. Envy. Yeah, ye. Charlemagne, 800 <laughs> Give Donkey today to whoever you want. It's the Breakfast Club. Did you Club. see Drake and Marcy Projects? I did see Drake in the okay. Projects. All right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the Donkey of the Day. <laughs> Good morning, who's this? Um, this is Danny from Jersey. Glad to be back on the phone with you again. I was on with you a few weeks ago. Hey. Today. hey okay, Danny, who you want to give that donkey to? Who you want to give donkey to, Danny? To that cop, that cop shooter in the Bronx over the weekend. Okay. We talked about why. that. I mean, you know, this is my opinion. People like him, him and people like, like him who go and shoot cops and they don't like cops and this and the cops actually serve a purpose. Whether you're from the hood or whatever, they serve a purpose. And you know what kills me about it? What's that? George Zimmerman's still walking around, and people like that still walking around. And mm-hmm. you're going to shoot cops. All right, so you want to give donkey to 45-year-old Bronx resident Robert Williams. That's damn right. <laughs> yes, I do. All right, well, thank you, Danny. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Jay from the A. Jay from the A. Who you want to give donkey to, Jay? Donkey goes to Gail King for that bogus interview with Lisa Leslie. I'm still upset about that. Okay. All right. Well, they, yeah, I mean, man, totally, a lot of totally okay. disrespectful. I mean, I think it was disrespectful too. I mean, I, I feel I'm really sad that people are are threatening her, threatening her, and, and she's getting those death threats. I don't like what she says. Uh, I don't think she should be canceled. 
I think as a, a journalist, she should be able to make a mistake, apologize for the mistake if she feels that way and we're able to move on. I think a lot of times people try to hold it against somebody, but people make mistakes. Nobody's perfect, you know? Yeah, we, does that erase all the positive things that you've done? Not at all, but I just don't like that. And we can say we just don't like that one thing she did and we keep it moving and, and you know, and what it is. But the fact that she has to hire security because she really feels that people are trying to kill her and hurt her is whack. Hello, who's this? Yo, Evie, what's going on, bro? It's Melo. Melo, what's up, bro? What's going on? Nothing much, man. I'm chilling. How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. Who, who you want to give Donkey to, bro? Man, Donkey of the Day for Monday, February 10th, has to go to that woman. I think her name is Charmaine. She's from Detroit who said the cop deserved to get shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just ridiculous. It's like, come on, man. Not all police officers are bad officers. She's ridiculous. Get her out of here. I agree with you, brother. Yeah. All right, thank you, man. Hello, who's this? This is Rob. Hey, what's up, bro? Who you giving Donkey to? Yeah, man. Uh, Mr. Robert Williams. You know, I'm doing Charlemagne a favor this morning. All the craziest people come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Well, Sunday in the Bronx, my man Robin Williams decides he wants to go into the police precinct. Robert. Robert, yeah, and shoots up the precinct and think he ain't get caught. That was crazy. He lucky he ain't a dead donkey, but he definitely deserves donkey of the day. I agree with you, brother. All right. You're the second person to give Robert Williams donkey of the day. I think maybe the third. Hello, who's this? This is Matt Cadwell from Lansing, Michigan. Hey, good morning. Who you want to give Donkey to this morning? Um, my baby daddy, Robert, because he got he got this six years and got with the town thought. <laughs> he got with the town thought, and that hurt your feelings. Yes. Okay. So like, he accused me of messing with all these dudes, right? But look, these dudes, this girl actually did hook up with, and she will like admit it. <laughs> I'm like, dang. You left me for a whole homie opera out here after six years. <laughs> oh, and your feelings are hurt. At I'm least so you could sorry. laugh through the pain. He did oh you. My a, God, it is. He did you a favor. I can't believe I'm talking to you guys right now. I listen to you guys every single morning when I get out of work. Just remember that donkey did you a favor. Actually, yes, sis. Thank you. Energy, energy. And you love that donkey. And you love that donkey's D. I love him so much. It, he, all he got to do is throw some rocks at my window with a little radio talking about, I'm sorry, I love you, and I'll go right back. You better oh stop it. Oh, my God. It's that easy, huh? You get the donkey, too, for that. Oh, my God. You both get donkey <laughs> of the day. You both get donkeys. Have a good morning. Oh, I hate myself. Hey, have a good morning. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, well, 800-585-1051. So earlier, the trap queen stopped through. Jamila Davis, Aisha Hall, Aina Bean, and Del Ronda Hood. Ayana. Uh, Ayana Bean, and they were talking about... And Del Ronda Hood. What did I say? I don't know, Envy. Oh. Well, they were talking <laughs> about how they scammed people. So, who have you scammed? What have you done to scam somebody? 800-585-1051. Envy, I know you done scammed some people. Yeah, I scammed Costco. How'd you do that? Um. Well, what I did was I went into Costco, and I went, got a, a empty shopping cart, filled it up with, with uh, everything from TVs to groceries. I had a fake receipt. And then I walked right out, and I, you know. Oh, my God, you and, are a thief. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. Scamming and stealing. Oh, that's not. <laughs> wow, and you know, there's no statute of limitations on that. Which Costco was this? <laughs> uh, it was out in Virginia. I, I actually got caught. <laughs> oh, especially in the Commonwealth State? Yes, I actually got caught. You're and, going to jail, sir. And got arrested for it. I, ha- I pleaded out to pay. You got Rossini. arrested? Yes, I got locked up for it. So I, if I Google your name right now, you have an arrest record with a mugshot and everything? I'm sure. Wow. Uh, so I was, they reduced it to petty larceny. It was stupid. It was something that all we, all of us did in college. We but you got fa- caught. <laughs> made fake receipts. I was the only one that got caught because everybody knew who I was. They was like, that's envy. 
That's even more embarrassing. So, yeah, it was. So they pulled me out. You DJ like, and making money. And it was like, if you tell on whoever else did it, you won't get you locked snitched. up. I didn't. I didn't snitch. I got charged. I don't know. You're at home free now. It was a long time ago, <laughs> yeah. You had to have snitched on somebody. I'm not snitch on anybody. Wow. No. If you see something, say something. Shut Contact up. DJ and But who have you scammed, all right? <laughs> 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we had the Trap Queens join us this morning. We're talking about scamming people. They was getting millions. Who you scammed. Like, if you just joined us, I talked about a situation when I was in college. I scammed Costco. Um mm-hmm. It was a situation where I would walk in Costco with a, a empty shopping cart and fill it up and walk right out with a receipt. Um, and I got caught. Then I got arrested. <laughs> and uh, they wanted me to tell on everybody, but I didn't. Uh, shout to little Sean. Um, wow, did you just tell on him? No. Maybe. Well, why did you shout him out? <laughs> he just texted me with, a, with one of those, son, why you had to tell that story? But I'm just saying what's up to him. Shout out to him. Okay. But uh, it was embarrassing. It was horrible. Uh, Virginia is a Commonwealth state. I luckily I didn't go to to uh, jail. Jail. I got five years probation, 180 hours of community service, mm. and it was stupid and it was embarrassing. It's one of those college things that I wish I didn't do, but I made it out. Like now, you know what? I got I got in trouble for it. I don't want to. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say anything. Well, else I about did it. something similar, minus the getting caught part. What did you do? Um. So my first apartment that I ever had, I got my boyfriend at the time a job at IKEA. Mm-hmm. And they had this department. They probably still do called the as is department. Everything is already put together. You buy it as is, right? Uh-huh. And so he worked in that department. So what happened was later on, I found out he was sleeping with one of the women at the register. But he would be like, go to this register. And when I tell you, I got some leather sofas. I got an entertainment system. I got some rugs. Really? I got a king size bed plus the mattress, all my furniture. And that's all because I would go to the register. The girl would charge me like $2. It looked like she was ringing stuff up. And then I just walked out. And you know what? I, I, I'm glad I got caught. Because if I didn't get caught, it was going to get worse. Because it was it was so easy. Right. I mean, I was I was taking donuts and croissants and then... Well, you know what? You know what? DVD I'm players. glad I didn't get caught. Uh, you know what? I'm glad I did. <laughs> but you know what? I'm at a point right now where I believe in karma. If somebody comes and says, oh, hey, man. I got a stolen TV, I won't buy it. If somebody says, yo, I got this watch, it just fell off the back of a truck, I will not buy it. Like, I'm, 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 I, I stay... I feel like you've bought a chain before that nope. was... Nope. I don't, I don't, stolen. I don't play with that no more. I'm, I, I'm actually... I, I, Since when? A long time. Since at least eight years, nine years. I will not buy anything stolen anymore. I don't know if that's true. That's true. I will not buy anything stolen. Remember when you bought those fake um, bracelets? Those fake Hermes <laughs> bracelets? I, yeah, I bought, yeah I, bought, I bought some fake bracelets. <laughs> But I bought a I bought a leather jacket. Somebody scammed me one time. I, I remember that. I got scammed before too. So I think it all even. I got my karma. Yeah, I got my karma. Somebody told me they had some Calvin Klein jackets and they put fire to it. And it was like, see, it put fire to it. They don't burn. I brought them home and my wife looked at me like, bro, this is rubber. This is not even leather. That's why it doesn't burn. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Alexa. Alexa, who did you scare? You already sound like a scammer, Alexa. Right. I hear all no, of your voice. Nah, I skim of Dunkin' Donuts every morning, right? Because on my way to work, I use the same coupon every day. But the girl <laughs> in the window never took it. 
Oh, so she just, you get to keep your coupon and every day you use that I same coupon. I keep my coupon and I get my free coffee every morning. My okay. goodness, you scammer. Hello, who's this? Christine. Hey, Christine. You a scammer? Who you scamming right now? Um, I scammed Kylie Jenner or Kylie Cosmetics, whichever, either one. How'd you How do, do that? that? Me and my friend both ordered something and it came in and then we emailed her that we got the wrong thing and we swapped them. So then they mailed us the other thing again. So we both got one of each. <laughs> you damn scammer. Oh that's smart, though. So they don't make you send the other thing back? No. Huh. Wow. Well, All right. That scam's about to be over. Samantha. <laughs> Word up. What's up, guys? Good morning. Uh-oh. Okay, I hear it all. Okay, Samantha, what you do? All right. She well, sounds like a big-time scammer. Uh, tell us what, who you scamming. Oh, damn, Gina. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like you, MVP though. Like I hold, I hold receipts in my. I got a wallet full of receipts. McDonald's, rallies, Burger King. So I, I know I'm. Not, I shouldn't be proud of it, but I mean, you got to be resourceful every now and then. You know what I'm saying? All you got to do is call up there. Like, hey, I talked to a manager yesterday. I came in, got some food. They messed up my order. Lady told me to hold my receipt and bring it back. So I'm about to come up there and get this food. Take the receipt up, get the food, ride off. Hungry? No more. <laughs> That's kind of smart. I ain't go front. That's kind of smart. Hungry no more. You just Ride pay, off. You pay one good no time. This <laughs> sound like a good time. Burger King commercial. Well, Hungry that, well. no more. Ride off. <laughs> Hungry no more. Ride off. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. We're talking oh about God. scamming. Who have you scammed? Let's talk about it. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about scamming. Mm-hmm. We had the Trap Queens up here. And Scammers. they scammed millions of dollars. So we're asking, what have you scammed, all right? Hello, who's this? This is Lauren from North Jersey. Hey, what's up, bro? What, what have you scammed, man? Oh, I scammed Nike big time, bro. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, like, in Franklin Lakes, it's like a soccer store, right? And all the expensive shoes from last year, they would sell it like discount, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. So I'd buy them for like 50 bucks, but they're worth like 250. Okay. So I'd rip them up, I'd rip them up with a knife, right? And every soccer, every shoe from Nike has a, has a two-year warranty. I get them on them, make them dirty. I send them back to Nike and I get a $250 gift card at the end. Wow. wow. I didn't know you could do that. You know, I used to do that with the Timberlands back in the day. You, I remember you people cut, used to do that. Cut the sole of the Timberlands. And I feel like they would catch on to that. Nah, you send it back you just to somebody. Cut it? And then yeah, and they give you a new pair. They send you a new pair. We used to do that all the time. Hello, who's this? What's going on, brother? This is Greg, man, out of Yak Town, baby. Greg, we talk about scamming, man. What, what have you scammed, bro? Man, I, I pretty much did almost the same thing you did, man. Up there at Walmart, though. But I did it by accident. Actually, I walked out with the stuff, you know, in the cart and got home and was like, oh. Whoops, well, my fault. I, I'm like, I ain't pay for this, you know. <laughs> and you just left. Well, yeah, I got down. You know what? I got down on the man. I might have <laughs> did that too. I left the water under the cart and just and pushed right out. out. Yeah, right, that's a right. that's a mistake. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. It was a mistake. But you know what? It, it was about maybe two months ago. It, it really was a mistake. And I walked out. And they was like, you didn't pay for this. I'm like, I paid for it. I, I pulled out my receipt and everything. I really didn't pay for it, though. Oh, but it wow. was an accident, though. Uh-huh. Accident. Sounds like you still scamming, Envy. I stopped. That was an accident. Hello, who's this? Good morning. This is Yaya from Las Vegas. Hey, Yaya. We're talking about scamming. Who have you scammed? I scammed my mother-in-law, actually. What? Um, Back, back in 2010, she stole some money from me and her son. Um, <laughs> we never really said anything about it. And I was really upset, and he wouldn't go after her about it. So 
after I had my daughter in 2012, I made her think that her son went to jail so I could get my money back. And she came and brought me the money. And I told her, your son's not in jail. I know you stole that money from me. I had you on the, we had a crib for our other daughter and you could see her going in there, taking the money out. Wow. And ever since then, she hasn't really been in our life, but it took me like three days to really get her to believe her son was in jail so I could get my money back. Well, that was um, a, I, I could understand that scam. Yeah, that's a little disrespectful. You, you got your, your money back, basically. Hello, who's this? Yo, yo, this is, uh, it, I would just say T, man, because, you know. Okay, was, T. That means you still yeah, scamming. You still scamming out there, bro. Nah, I'm not. <laughs> it's just something to say. All uh, right, what happened? But, yeah, well, you know, I used to uh, work at Radio Shack. I don't know if y'all remember Radio Shack. Yeah, I remember Radio Shack. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was working there back in, like, I was in college, man. This was, like, back in, like, 2009 or some 10 or some crap like that. Um, but yeah, I was working there and, uh, you know, uh, I was, you know, making like $7 an hour or something like that. Okay. Um, uh, but you know, I was living in my own apartment and all that stuff, still in college, trying to pay bills and pay school and all that shit. Come on, so, stop with the excuses. What did you do, man? Okay. I envy. Well, all right, man. It's okay. But okay. So basically, you know, this is back when the iPhone 4 was popping, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, I was selling those joints. So I was selling them and then, you know, I had access to the safe and all that good stuff. So, you know, I grabbed a little bit on the side, you know what I'm saying, over a little bit of time just to, you know, sell them out full price on the street. So I can, you know, pay my bills and all that stuff. So I made, you know, the course probably about two days off of that stuff. And then, you know, uh, you know, I eventually got caught. <laughs> uh, but yeah, ended up doing my, you know, I got arrested for it. I didn't do no serious time. I got like, you know, probation. I had to pay restitution and all that crap. But, you know, it was pretty bad. But it ultimately it was about, they, they charged me for about 10000 but it was actually a lot more than that. So, you Okay, know. so you still but, came out. And, and don't be ashamed by it, brother. I mean, that was your that was your past, man. And like, you yeah. know, with everything that I've done, because I've done a lot of stupid things, I tell my kids yeah, so my kids man. hopefully don't follow in my footsteps and I told them right. how dumb I look and how when I had to get locked well, up, my parents had to come caught. get me. Yeah, but it's still stupid. It stupid. You know what the most embarrassing part was when I got caught, right? So they locked me up, right? Oh, my god! And they locked me up, and it was a male cell and a female cell. They put right? you in a female cell? No, shut up. <laughs> they put me like, in a male wow. cell, right? So they had all the females on the other side, and I was on the other side, right? So when I walked in there, they had me in the jail. They was like, Poppy, Poppy, show me something. Show me your pee-pee, Poppy. Show me your pee-pee. And then you pulled it out, and everyone laughed. I, no, <laughs> shut up. I didn't. But the guys in the cell was like, yo, show them something, because if you show them something, they'll show us something. And I wouldn't do it. Why did they tell you to do it? Why didn't they just do it? They wanted me to see me. They wanted to see Poppy. Oh, so they wanted to see you too. You know what? Forget you. So everybody wanted to see you. That was, it was so, I was so embarrassed. They're like, Poppy, show me your pee-pee, Poppy. Poppy, let me see something, Poppy. And I didn't do it. And everybody in the jail was mad And the guys were like, come on, show us. (laughs) You know what? I'm not telling y'all. That's what you just said. Yo. We got rumors on the way. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about Rihanna and new music. She says she likes to antagonize her fans. It's Uh, working. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Gail King. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. 
Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, nah, nah. All right. So this all started with Gil King's interview with Lisa Leslie, and she asked some questions regarding Kobe Bryant about his legacy and the rape allegations, and people did not like that question at all. One person in particular was Snoop Dogg. If you remember, here's what he said originally. Gil King, out of pocket for that <laughs> What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? You ain't coming after Harvey Weinstein asking them dumbass questions. I want to call you one. Is it okay if I call her one? Funky dog head bitch. How dare you try to tarnish my motherfucking homeboy's reputation, punk motherfucker. Respect the family and back off, bitch, before we come get you. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Oprah Winfrey was on today with Hoda and Jenna, and she said that Gail is not doing well after that. She and is not doing well. May I say she is not? She is not doing well because she has now death threats and has to now travel with security. And um, she's feeling very much attacked. You know, Bill Cosby is tweeting from jail. She's not, she's not doing well and feels that um, she was put in a really terrible position because that interview had already ran. In addition, Oprah says that this backlash is not warranted. Obviously, all things pass. She will be okay, but um, she hasn't slept in two days. What do you think about all that criticism? I think the vitriol, the misogynist vitriol, and the attacking to the point where it is dangerous to be in the streets alone, because it's not just the people who are attacking, it's the other people who take that message and feel like they can do whatever they want to because of it. Well, since then, Snoop Dogg has clarified his comments, and here's what he has to say about not wanting people to physically harm Gil King. I'm a nonviolent person. When I said what I said, I spoke for the people who felt like Gail was very disrespectful towards Kobe Bryant and his family. Now, with that being said, what I look like wants some harm to come to a 70-year-old woman. I was raised way better than that. I didn't want no harm to come to her and didn't threaten her. All I did was said, you out of pocket for what you're doing and we watching you. Have a little bit more respect for Vanessa, her babies, and Kobe Bryant's legacy. Yeah, I don't never. I, I never thought Snoop wanted that at all. When he said, we're going to get you, I thought it was on social media, like how... The but, barbs, you know, people are crazy. But the, how, like, how, like the barbs attack me or the barbs attack you or, you know, Beyonce's. What, what do Beyonce's people call? Beehive. The beehive attack drama. Oh, they about the to time. attack you for not knowing. Sorry, beehive. Yeah, but, you know, you can't, like, as a celebrity, you have to be careful with what you say on your platform because people took that as a, we're going to get her. Right. You know, so it's good that he clarified that he does not want anything physically, nothing violent to happen. Right. All right, now the rumor is that Neo and his wife, Crystal Smith, are splitting. They're saying that they are broken up, according to the Jasmine brand. They're no longer together. They said Crystal left him. She's had enough. And they said she is ready to make the split legal. She plans to file for a divorce this month. How many kids do they have? Didn't they just recently have a kid, maybe a couple of months ago? Or am I wrong? And I saw he was actually, he posted a clip of him singing a new song where he's talking about moving his wedding ring into his pinky ring. I guess she gave back the ring, and that's what he was singing. I don't know. Maybe they'll work it out, though. They do have kids and a whole family, right. so you never know. Could be just a... Who knows? I don't know what's going on in their, inside their relationship. Okay. Now, Oprah and Michelle Obama were at the Barclays over the weekend, and one thing that Michelle Obama was talking about is why going low is the easy way out, and trust me, it is, but sometimes you have to go high, and that does take a lot more effort. Here's what she said. Going low is easy. 
which is why people go to it. It's easy to go low. It's easy to lead by fear. It's easy to be divisive. It's easy to make people feel afraid. Mm -hmm. That's the easy thing. And it's also the short-term thing. So what I have to keep in mind is usually when I want to go low, it's all about my own ego. You know, it's not about solving anything. It's not about fixing anything. It's about seeking revenge on the thing that happened to you. Yes, Envy, you know how hard it is to go high, right? Right. Now, when they go low, I like to go low too. Let's let's play dirty. I'm I'm petty. I'm trying to I'm trying to change. But like that Michelle Obama said, it does take a lot more self restraint to go high. That's right. And it's something to practice. But revenge feels not so easy. much better though. Temporarily, but you know right. what? I always believe in karma. I believe it might take years. It might take a long time. But everybody that does wrong, it comes right back to them. Right. You're right. All right. Now Rihanna. Everybody is waiting for that album. A lot of people are very impatient. And she did an interview with Entertainment Tonight, and she said she does like to roll up her fans as they are waiting for that last, uh, that next album. The last album came out in 2016. That's how long it's been. Wow, it's been a long time. Yeah. So here's what she has to say about um, just even having her. Fenty brand at New York Fashion Week and in Bergdorf and all of that. I remember being in the store and just like, okay, one day I'm gonna be able to afford that and to have my my brand live in this space at such a high magnitude of, of quality and luxury. It's special. I'm happy for Rihanna, man. She's so successful in that space and, and I'm happy for her. I can't wait to hear more music, but she's doing her and I'm not mad at that. Well, here's what she said about antagonizing her fans. R9, what's the latest? Can huh? you guys do like CGI and stuff like post yeah okay can we do like a dot 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 to be continued yeah that's r9 right there girl that post on Insta. whenever you had the dog barking you're like i'm listening to r9 right now oh my god i like to antagonize my fans a little bit you hateful know. well they antagonize me too oh mm. yeah so they get it right back all right well i'm angela yee and that is your rumor report all right thank you miss yee no problema now, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your requests in right now. Shout out to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody uh, else? Actually, why don't you say what we're really doing tomorrow? Are oh, we heading out to Miami? Yes, we're doing a voter registration event. Yes, yeah, so we're broadcasting live in Miami. We're doing a voter registration event, trying to get people to get out there and vote. So if you're in Miami or in that whole um, area, Broward County, Miami Day, wherever you are, come on out. You can have breakfast with the Breakfast Club, and we are going to make sure you are registered to vote. That's right. So we'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's Black History Month. And today for Black History Month, you know, all month long, we celebrate legends. And today, let's celebrate Bob Marley, his 75th birthday anniversary. Yes, happy birthday, Bob Marley. I did a tribute concert out in uh, L.A. a couple of weeks ago, and I got to... Uh, Kick it with uh, Rohan and Stephen and the whole family. So let's do something for Bob Marley. Wagwan! The Breakfast Club presents a new Black History Month legend. What is your special message? Truth, peace, and love, and music, you know, and liberty. Now, yesterday, um, there's a war going on. Death is trying to take life, and life is stronger than death. So life is the road, you know. And that was another new Black History Month legend, courtesy of The Breakfast Club. I shout to the legendary Bob Marley and shout to the family. The family shows us so much love, so shout to the Marley family. It's his 75th birthday anniversary this year. All right, when we come back, positive notes, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Yee. Yes, sir. You got a positive note? 
Yes, and this quote is from Michelle Obama. You know, she was at the Barclays in Brooklyn with Oprah over the weekend. And she says, success isn't about how much money you make. It's about the difference that you make in people's lives. So it's not all about you. It's about the impact that you have. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done? 